Thank you for downloading Hebron, Oklahoma's podcast. You can find out more about us on our website at hebronok.org. Now, here is our latest episode from the sermon series based on the Acts of the Apostles. Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him going to heaven. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. World over, the world is dealing with this virus. Uh, They call it a pandemic, and I think that it is a pandemic not only as a disease, but also economically and emotionally for people around the world. And I looked up the name of this uh, disease, and it said the meaning of that, I knew in Spanish it meant crown, but in English also there is a meaning to that. It means a crown or a crown-like structure, a top, like like a wreath or a pinnacle, or the word diadem. A diadem is a jeweled crown or a headband worn or as a symbol of sovereignty. If this virus thinks that it is some sort of, is going to wear some sort of crown or some sort of sovereignty, I came uh, here to remind you that Jesus has won the victory on the cross of Calvary for our sins, and he is the one that is wearing the crown uh, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. He took the thorn uh, as his crown, but now he's wearing the crown that is filled with glory. And he is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he is going uh, intercession for us. And he, uh, he will, at the end of time, be victorious forever and ever over Satan and its schemes. And that's what we'll study today. We'll stay in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 35 and 36. Acts chapter 2, verse 35 and 36. As you're going to that, I also want you to turn to the book of Psalms, Psalms 110, verse 1. Psalms 110, verse 1. We'll read uh, Psalms 110, verse 1 first. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. In this psalm, We see that the prophet David, about a thousand years before Jesus, is seeing in a prophetic vision about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he is saying, the Lord, God, says to my Lord, who is the Davidic messianic uh, uh, Messiah that is to come, Jesus, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And we've been studying from the book of Acts, and I'd like you to turn to the book of Acts chapter 2, and we've been staying in uh, Acts chapter 2 for a while, and uh, I've been assigned to speak on this topic today, Acts chapter 2, verse 35 and 36. It says the same portion repeated here, and it says, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet, the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all of Israel be assured of this, God has made this Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Amen. We see that Peter, during his sermon on the day of Pentecost, 
as, as they are filled with the Holy Spirit and the day of Pentecost has happened, Peter, with the other 11 behind him, is getting up to preach. And he quotes from the prophet Joel, but he also quotes from Psalms, uh, what David the prophet says. And he says here that the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I have made your enemies a footstool for your feet. You might wonder, what is the significance of this? Why did Peter, in the, uh, in the most important sermon, the sermon on the day of Pentecost, say this as part of his sermon, and how this was able to cut at the heart of his listeners, the Jewish people that were there? Uh, and we'll study that a little bit more in detail uh, in, this, in this next portion. Uh, but uh, before I get into that, I was able to study the book of Hebrews, and I, I encourage all of the young people uh, if you could, if you could read Hebrews from cover to cover this week as you're uh, quarantining. And I, I like to just point out a few things uh, that, that stuck in my mind. It said, Jesus, in chapter 1 itself, there's so much, so much truth, especially in this week. Jesus is the Son of God, it says in Hebrews 1.5. Jesus is the heir of all things, he says. Jesus is the maker of the universe, it says. Jesus is the exact representation or the radiance of God, it says in chapter 1. Jesus came, lived, died, and resurrected, and made a way for us to go to the Father. And also, in, uh, it says that he sits at the right hand of the Father. And that's again said in that, in that sermon, that he sits at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is the high priest that intercedes for us. And that is the job of, of Jesus right now as he sits at the, high, high, uh, at the right side of the Father. He intercedes for us. He is, has the everlasting rule. He defeats Satan and enemy once and for all. He rules the world. He is sovereign and he sits on the throne. He is the faithful high priest. And all of that is in chapter 1. Then it goes on to say Jesus is now crowned with glory. Amen. Jesus has defeated fear and death and broken the bondage of slavery. This was so important for me this week. And that is in chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 and 15 I feel like that's something that we should memorize during this crisis that uh, Jesus has defeated the fear of death and broken the bondage of slavery amen and he has given us a new heart and and what is our duty if you could read uh, in chapter 3 it says that as Christians as followers of Christ all we have to do uh, in verse 12 it says see to it brothers and sisters that none of you are sinful unbelieving have a heart that turns away from the living God so our job is not to turn away during this crisis, not to fall into sin, not to harden our hearts, not to rebel against God, not to go into disobedience, but to stick with God during the thick and the thin. When the, th when the time is not going like the way we had predicted, that we had thought we need to stick to God because the Lord Jesus has won the victory for us. He has once and for all defeated the fear of death and broken the bondage of slavery, and we just need to trust in Him. There's so much more to unpack in Hebrews, and I'll stop there and get back to my portion. Uh, I want to break this down in three ways, this particular portion that we read from Psalms 110 verse 1 and Acts chapter 2 verse 35. The Lord says to my Lord, who is this saying to whom? It is our Father God speaking to his Son, the Lord Jesus, and he's saying, sit at my right hand. So where is Jesus now? Jesus right now is sitting at the right hand of the Father. 
Amen. After he had come into the earth uh, in, in the form of, uh, of a man, he was fully man, but he was uh, able to endure all the sufferings and, and end up on the cross of Calvary as a way of resurrection for our sins, but it did not end with his death. On the third day, he rose again, and he defeated the grave, and he uh, overcame death by his uh, resurrection. And because of that, he has the privilege to sit at the right hand of the Father. The right hand shows dominance, and he is, uh, the, he is the one that has dominion over the earth. The Lord Jesus, in his great commission, said, All authority in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. And so we know that all authority in all of the universe, uh, this earth is under his control, and nothing happens without his control, because he is sitting at the right hand of the Father, exerting dominion uh, over this world. And so we might ask, what is the Lord Jesus doing at this time? There are many of uh, the tasks of the Lord Jesus, but one of his high priestly tasks is to intercede for us. So he prays for us as a priest at the Father, uh, at the side of the Father. Even when we are unfaithful, we're not strong in our prayer life. He intercedes for us, and he uh, and he makes prayers and supplications for us to the Father. But one of the other things he's already done by dying on the cross for our sins is he has brought us righteousness when we have, uh, when we have gone wayward, when we did not know Christ, he has brought us into the fold. And when the Father God looks at us, he does not see us and our sin. He doesn't see Minu or his sin. He sees the Lord Jesus and his righteousness. So my sins have been exchanged for the righteousness of the Lord Jesus. So when the Father God, who is just and, and, and holy, looks at us, he sees the righteousness of Jesus through us uh, and to us and is imputed to us. And that is one of the things that the Lord Jesus at the right hand of the Father is doing. He has made us righteous and he is interceding for us. And the last portion of that verse also says that I will do what? Uh, in, in verse 35, it says, Until I make your enemies a footstool for, my feet, uh, for your feet. Amen. Until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And it shows how a footstool is a, a place where you rest your feet. But it also shows, uh, again, the dominion and the power of the Lord Jesus. It was a sin came through a man, Adam, and there needed to be a remission of sin. And the Lord Jesus took on the form of a man and came, was born to a, a woman, and had to, it had to be a, a person, a human being, that needed to pay for the remission of sin. And the Lord Jesus did that for us. And he has crushed the enemy's head. And now he will try his level best in many ways. The devil is called the accuser, or Satan is the one that uh, tries to make accusations daily as, it read, as we read in Revelation against us. And he says, this person or that person, uh, this child of God has done this or that. But what is the Lord Jesus do, going to do? He is going to plead for us. He is going to be an advocate for us. He is going to pray for us at the right hand of the Father. That is the assurance we have in our Lord Jesus. That is what he has won on the cross. Uh, and, and when he uh, has arisen on the third day, that is, that is what he has won 
for us children of God. And so there will be coming a day as we read in Revelation 20 verse 10 that Satan and all of the enemies of the Lord Jesus will be thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur. And before that, there needs to be the rapture of the church and a second coming. And so I have a question for each one of you. I spoke about three different things, but I like to put it into practical terms for you before I close. Um, I like to ask you three things. Do you know that the Lord Jesus has dominion over all of the earth? That none of this is happening without the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. He has complete control and he has knowledge of what is happening upon the earth. Do you know that he is interceding and pleading for you and me? If you feel like during this quarantine time that you've drifted away from the Lord, if the shame is too much for you to come back to the Lord, let me remind you and exhort you this morning, there is someone who is an advocate, a lawyer, on your behalf at the right hand of the Father that says that he is my son, he is my daughter. Now is high time to come back that we know that the coming of the Lord is at hand and that the rapture and the taking up of the saints is, is going to happen any time now. And now is not the time to fool around. Now is the time to stay closer to the Lord as there's more and more problems that are coming up upon this world, whether it's economic or diseases or emotional or grief. We need to stick closer to the Lord these days. And that is what I like to exhort you today. As the worship team is coming up, I like to just read uh, a song uh, that has been touching my heart these days. It's called Behold the Lamb. See him there, the great I am. A crown of thorns upon his head. The Father's head displayed for us. Oh God, we thank you for the cross. Lifted high on Calvary's hill. We cursed your name and even still. You bore the shame and paid the cost. Oh God, we thank you for the cross. Behold the Lamb, the story of redemption is written on his hands. Jesus, you will reign forevermore. The victory is yours. We sing your praise. Endless hallelujah to your holy name. Jesus, you will reign forevermore. The victory is yours. And our God has risen from the grave. Our God has robbed the grave. Amen. Our God is a resurrected king, and he wants to resurrect each one of us. Our job is to stick closer and closer and closer to the Lord, not to have our hearts grow weaker or far, farther away from the Lord, as we read in Hebrews chapter 3. Our job is to stay close and focused on the Lord these days. As we hear of all these things that are going on in the world, it's easy to drift away. But the word of God is saying that, yes, he is at the right hand of the Father. He's interceding for us. He is in control of the world. He has not lost control of the world. He is the one that is the resurrected one. He has defeated death. He has defeated the slavery of death. If you're afraid of death, there's no need to be afraid anymore if you are in Christ because he has won the victory. As we read in Hebrews chapter 2, he has won the victory over death. During these times, I encourage each one of you to draw closer and closer to the Lord and not drift further away from the Lord. May the Lord bless you all with these words. Amen.